trending topics with legal conclusions. Brought to you by Pepper and Odom Law Firm. You're listening to Legal Roundup. Hey, this is attorney Everett Pepper with Pepper and Odom. I'm here with attorney Daryl Porter. We're here on our podcast today and wanted to talk about something that recently came up in the news. It appears that one of the workers up at the Tupelo airport decided to take a joyride in one of the airplanes up there and had threatened to crash it into the local Walmart. Daryl, have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard the news. I think some, I think it might have been what, Friday? Whichever day it was, I did hear about it. You know, it made national news, if I'm not mistaken. It's just really bizarre. Yeah, I've heard the reports that that come from the chief of police. I think that the guy had, you know, got the, he he actually worked at the airport and was a a lineman, so he was sort of responsible for refueling the planes. I think his last name was Patterson, Corey Patterson, Corey Wayne Patterson, I believe is what it was. You know, so uh, I think uh, he had made a phone call to 911 while he was actually in the air you know, with the, with the plane, told him, you know, that he, he intended to crash it into Walmart. I hadn't heard any reason to why or anything like that. You know, I'm thinking, you know, for something like that, the, the guy may have, you know, some kind of mental problems or something. That's just not right. something you hear happen every day. You know, it's very that's, unusual. That's, that's extremely unusual. I think I read a report where the plane was actually full of fuel. I guess he'd be responsible for filling it up. But imagine how, you know, thank God he didn't crash it into Walmart. We just think about how devastating and how tragic that could have been. A guy flying a plane full of fuel into a Walmart, which we know at any given time, you got well over 100, 200 people yeah. in Walmart. Absolutely. You know, it looks like from reports, too, the, the plane was fully fueled the night before, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think this started at around maybe 530 in the morning. It was pretty early wow. you know, when this happened. From the reports, they said that they had evacuated the Walmart, you know, and gotten everybody out of there and the best they could at some of the major streets in Tupelo that they shut down. You know, the thing that surprises me is, you know, I don't know exactly the flight time, but, uh, you know, Columbus Air Force Base was not that far of a flight, you know, for a jet. I'm, you know, it's really surprising they didn't shoot him down, shoot him down. You know, yeah. considering everything after 911. Uh, Pepper, know. do you know if he was a pilot or not? It looked like he had from the reports. I, I seen a report on CNN. I think they said that he had had some flight experience. You know, I guess him working there for 10 years at the airport, uh, he had been around the planes enough. He probably just, you know, had picked up some stuff along the way. But I don't think they think he was actually a, a licensed pilot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, one of the things that comes up all the time is like, you know, in this case, you know, he landed the, the plane in a field, so nobody was hurt, thank God. But the questions everybody's mind, well, what if he had a crash in the Walmart? Right. You know, as attorneys, we always look on the legal side of everything. And, That's right. You know, which brings up the question of, you know, who would you sue? Works at an airport. He wouldn't have any kind of insurance covers to cover that. Right. So even if you brought a lawsuit against him, you know, and even got a judgment against him, I mean, you know, it's Probably like... Probably never get anything. You never get anything. You right. just have a piece of paper, you know, you can't get blood out of a that's right you know as we were discussing the case we talked about you know well is the airport somehow liable right well nobody knows i mean what steps did they take to secure the airplane right you know you don't just usually you know that that's a pretty you know i think it was a do they give mental evaluations to these people that are around the planes all the time that, that yeah. would have access to the plane yeah it's a it's a lot of a lot of questions that you know that need to be answered the other thing is you think about this uh, this guy's up getting ready to, to go on trial and you know what type of jury do you pick right i mean it'd be, i mean he's gonna face i think they charged him with grand larceny and terrorism so right. i mean you know how, how are you gonna i mean everybody in people obviously knows about this that's I, right. you know how, how is this guy gonna get impartial jury that's a, yeah that's exactly right man how do you how do you get a, a jury of his peers and they all don't 
they're not looking at him, you know, thinking, well, he's guilty, you know, because it's been all over the news. Uh, everybody in the state of Mississippi, I don't know where you can even try him. And he gets a, you know, a fair trial in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, his, you know, that's going to be a criminal issue. You know, right. And, and, you know, here at Pepper Notum, of course, we do civil law. You know, right. we do car wrecks and, you know, personal injury. So, you know, that's not something we normally deal with. But, I mean, you know, just like they taught us in law school, I mean, you know, you want a jury of your tri uh, of your peers. This jury needs to be unbiased. <laughs> and, you know, just like any trial, the first thing the judge instructs the jury to do is, like, don't do any outside research. Right. Don't go home and Google anything. Don't read the news articles. But, I mean, if you've already seen it beforehand, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, how do you block that out? You know, it's, it's a tough that's one. That's right. Yeah, I can already hear a juror now. Hey, I'm on the, uh, the, the crazy guy in the airplane trial, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really for them to go home and Google or, or look, because like you said, you know, they've already seen it live on TV. Yeah, and I mean, th this was a, you know, it, yes, it's a small aircraft if you look at, you know, commercial, but it, I think it was like a Beechcraft twin-engine King Air. I mean, that, that's a nice plane. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's a really nice plane, you know, for a small plane. So the guy, without any flight experience, you know, it's amazing that he was able to land it at all. Right. Oh, and, you know, kudos to the dispatcher or whoever, the negotiators or who Whoever with the police department was talking to him to talk him out of talk him out of doing flying it. into Walmart or, right. or whatever else he chose to hit with the plane. I mean, you know, we all know how that can turn out. That's right. You know, I'm very surprised the Columbus Air Force Base didn't, you know, shoot him down. Shoot him down. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. You know, I mean, uh, you, you know, and it brings up another good point. Yeah, this month is Suicide Prevention Month, so you know, people that are dealing with internal issues and thinking about taking their lives, I think it's important for them to know that there are agencies and people out there that are willing to to help with that. This guy, obviously, I mean, I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist, but I, I think it's, it's easy to say that he obviously was suffering with some type of mental health issues, gassing up a small plane and wanting to crash it into a Walmart. So I think it's important that, you know, we bring awareness to suicide prevention, you know, encourage people, you know, to feel like they want to take their lives or the lives of others. I mean, you know, they should, they should seek help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll get the help he needs. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I mean, obviously so. something's wrong. Right. You know, you just don't hear stuff like that every day. That's exactly right. You know, it's, it's, it sort of reminds me of one, one of the issues that comes up. If he had a crash it, which, you know, he didn't, but, it, you know, you always, you know, have that in the back of your mind. What would happen if he right. did? Well, that's when, you know, the lawsuits start coming that's in. That's right. And one of the things, you know, a lot of people don't know is on these insurance policies like that, you know, they don't cover intentional act. You know, they cover that's negligence. Right. It's pretty, pretty clear, you know, if, if he calls 911 and says, hey, I'm fixing to fly this into the Walmart. And kill all these people, and then that's intentional. So it even begs the question of: Will that exclude that, any claims against that insurance company? Because you know, I mean, how can they be held liable for an intentional act that they can't that's possibly right. prevent or foresee? That's know? right. But then you got other options. You know, like what about the airport? That's right. You know, what's their screening process for these people? Do they do mental evaluations? You know, they have a duty to hire these people and, and train them and, and screen them, and you know, make sure that they're basically not in a situation where this can happen. That's you right. Know? I think they said the guy had been working there 10 years. You'd think somebody, you know, if he Would was... Would have noticed something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, reported it to one of the supervisors or something like that. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very strange case. Very, you very. Know? You know, and something that you probably, we could probably look at as well is the 9-11. The if I'm not mistaken, that you had the families of the victims who lost their lives tragically on that day. They actually sued somebody. I can't, I can't remember who, but they sued somebody. There's a, so there's some case law at least somewhere where these people were the victims of these families were recovering I just can't I can't 
remember off the top of my head who they recovered from. But thank God that this didn't happen. But had it happened, I guess that would be a good starting point to see, you know, how that played out. Yeah, and I, I would hope that the, you know, the airport officials would take notice and say, hey, we need to, you know, we need to do some screening. Oh, yeah, and, uh, definitely. You know, our on our hiring process. You know, because I mean, if he's been working there for 10 years, you know, a lot's changed in the last 10 years. Right. I mean, it really has. But still, the, the airport still has a duty to make sure that their employees are working there. That's right. Don't have the opportunity or, or, or able to get in a situation where this could happen again. That's right. You know? Yeah, I imagine that after this incident, they're going to be taking some. I'm sure they they've had a, a big meeting about changing some policies around that airport, and probably not just that airport, but every airport. Right. Yeah. This this could it's not just Tupelo. That's I mean, right. This could happen anywhere. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 We got. I mean, we got an airport. About the same size in Pike County. And I imagine, you know, that that board is sitting thinking, well, we, what can we do? What policies do we need to put in place to prevent anything like this happening here? And yeah. of course, in Tupelo happening like this again. Well, fortunately, you know, nobody got hurt in this situation. And the officials can look at it and we can, basically what we're doing now right. is talking about it and bring awareness to it. That's so right. people can, you know, understand better what we need to do to prevent anything similar to that. Because, I mean, it, it could be, it doesn't have to be an airplane. It could be, you know, an 18-wheeler that's Right. pulling a you know a tanker full of gas gas that's right run it into you know, it could be anything it doesn't that's necessarily exactly have to right. be an airplane so we we need some definitely ways to to make sure people mentally are capable of handling the stress of their job right and, and just different things like that that's right i agree you know I, i'm anxious to see you know what changes or policies and procedures that the airport officials are making not not just cheap low but you, you right. know statewide and, and probably nationally yeah, yeah. i mean this this is not just a mississippi issue this, this could have happened anywhere anywhere and i imagine yeah. the faa is definitely i know if i remember correctly there and well every anytime there's a plane involved faa steps in and does an investigation mm -hmm. uh, so i imagine that they'll be you know aiding in creating policies for Again, airports across the entire country mm -hmm. to prevent something like this from happening. Yeah, and they, and they said the FBI had got involved, mm -hmm. you know, so they, they'll do their investigation. I imagine, you know, at some point they'll all try to get together and work out something they can look forward and, you know, to project into the future to stop anything like that from happening. That's again. right. That's you know, right. Or hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. You can't prevent everything, but, right. you know, obviously you can you can take proactive steps to stop it, you know, or at least try to prevent it or that's not right. make it as easy to do. It's a little harder when you've got an employee that's actually, you know, that has access to the plane. Right. Right. If it did been, been 10 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you'd also think with that period of time, somebody, you know, if the guy's acting strange or something like that, you'd think somebody would have noticed. Noticed. Right, them. right. Yeah. Like I said, fortunately, nobody was hurt, but it's, it's definitely a weird situation. Extremely. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up and leave it with that today. Again, I'm attorney Everett Pepper. It's attorney Daryl Porter. We're Pepper Dotham Law Firm here in Ridgeland, Mississippi. We wanted to just comment and talk about this weird situation that's happened this past week. We do personal injury law. We handle car wreck cases, slip and falls, pretty much any kind of personal injury, maritime cases. We even do aviation cases. And this one's a little different, but if you or a loved one get hurt and you're in a car wreck or anything like that, it's a personal injury case, give us a call. We'll help you the best we can. I appreciate it, Darrell. Yeah, and uh, don't forget our number, 601-202-1111, or you can visit our website at pepperodom.com. Right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Legal Roundup, brought to you by Pepper and Odom Law Firm. If you live in Mississippi or Alabama and have been injured in a car wreck or some other accident due to someone else's negligence, call Pepper and Odom at 601 or visit pepperandodom.com.